Hi, welcome to Skip's Corner, where I cover Nashville's baseball history and events and introduce you to players, coaches, and other fans. Bill Rada was one of the stalwart players in the history of Nashville baseball, playing for nearly a decade for the Vols and gaining a reputation of being managerial material. He made the Nashville roster in 1931 because of his utilitarian talents. He could do everything. He could hit, he could field, and he could steal bases. And he stayed throughout the 1930s as the second longest tenured volunteer next to Doc Wiseman, who spent 11 seasons with Nashville beginning in 1901. Now, Rada was born on January the 26th, 1903, in Grass Valley, California, and was the son of British immigrants who came to the United States in the early 1870s. He would end up playing professional baseball for 16 summers, beginning with Oakland, where he signed his first professional contract with the Oakland Oaks in 1925, when he was only 22 years old. After one season, he went to the Mission Reds, also in the Pacific Coast League, for five more years before moving to the Southern Association with Nashville. He never reached the major leagues. But during his time in Nashville, he played for six managers, beginning with Joe Klugman in 1931, then Chuck Dressen, Frank Brazil, Johnny Butler, Lance Richburg, and then Larry Gilbert. Each one retained him as an anchor in their infield. When Larry Gilbert came to the club for his first season in 1939, Rada had called Sulfordale his baseball home for eight years, and the new manager took Rada under his wing right from the start. Gilbert probably had something to do with a lower division club in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, offering Rada his first managerial gig in January of 1939. But instead of saying yes, Rada called Vols owner Faye Murray to ask, what do you plan to do with me if I re-sign? You come on back here, Murray said, according to an article in the Nashville Banner. You'll either be a regular player with us or we'll put you in as manager at one of our B clubs. Let that other thing go. Rada took Murray at his word and said, all right, I'll be there then. You can depend on me, he told Murray. Rada's reputation for being a dependable decision maker with strong leadership and athletic skills was well known. And even before the 1939 season started, another club, Monroe, Louisiana, a Class C league, offered Rada its managing job. He turned it down too. Gilbert, though, didn't want to lose Rada either as a starter or a manager somewhere else, but he wanted this longtime infielder as a utility player and also a managerial understudy. Gilbert loved him. Now, earlier I said Rada was one of the most stalwart players ever for Nashville. I looked up the definition of that word stalwart, and it means a lot of things, but here are a few. Resolute, determined, committed, steadfast, firm, unshakable, among others, and I think those are exactly the words Larry Gilbert and Faye Murray would have used to describe Rada's style of play and his skills and what kind of a man he was. In March of 1939, the Nashville Tennessean quoted Gilbert's take on Rada. Bill's going to be my right-hand man, he said. I don't want him to play 140 or 150 games. 
I think he'll be more valuable to the club as a utility man. Then he will be on the coaching line with me. Bill's been around a lot. He knows most of the players in the league, and he should be a highly valuable man. I'd rather have him in this capacity than as a regular. Well, Rada didn't disagree with his manager, the man who is the Nashville career leader in hits with 1,497 in nine seasons, stayed on while assisting Gilbert with the task of coaching the Vols. But he still appeared in 102 games and had 96 hits in 307 at-bats for a 313 average. And he had two home runs, too. And his career batting average for Nashville in all those years, including 1939, was a steady 306. Now, after Nashville captured the Southern Association Shaughnessy playoffs at the end of the 1939 season, they did not capture the regular season pennant, but they captured the playoffs and they earned a right to play the Texas League champion in the Dixie playoffs. That was the Fort Worth Cats. And they lost that four games to three. But everyone in baseball circles wondered where Rada would end up when the new season began. Larry Gilbert's 27-year-old son, Larry Jr., had purchased financial interest in the Aniston Ball Club, 215 miles away in northeast Alabama. The younger Gilbert, the business manager for the Rams, who had just completed their second season, recognized the leadership skills Rada exhibited and enticed him to leave Nashville. On December the 3rd, 1939, the Tennessean published that Rada was through as a player and would manage somewhere in 1940, and two days later, the Nashville banner claimed the Aniston Rams' job was Rada's if he wanted it. Well, Gilbert Jr. Stuck, struck a deal with Rada in January that took Rada to Aniston. Chances are, Gilbert said, that Rada is slated for the managerial berth at Nashville when Gilbert Sr. leaves. He's talking about his dad, so that he will be trying particularly hard here to demonstrate what he has as a pilot. Rada was not finished as a player either. In a dramatic 11-inning, one to nothing win at Johnston Field over rival Gadsden, the five-foot-eight, 150-pound Rada, starting at third base, he's a playing manager now, doubled in his first game in an Aniston uniform. But the season did not go well, and the team never crawled out of the Southeastern League cellar. It was clear that Rada would not be returning, but his future was in doubt. Not only did Rada not return to Aniston, he did not take another managerial job either. And at 37 years of age, he was through with the professional game, and he and his family went back to California, where he again worked in the sheet metal business, and he and his wife awaited the birth of their second child the following summer. He died at age 83 in Calusa, California, on November the 9th, 1986. Now, one of the reasons I'm highlighting Rada in this podcast is that members of his family were in Nashville this past week and attended a Nashville Sounds game at First Horizon Park, You may know that when the park was built in 2015, the footprint for it overlaps Old Sulphur Dale. One of Rada's grandchildren, Ken Knudsen, has stayed in touch with me over the years and came from California too, along with Jim Rada, who is his uncle and one of Rada's sons. Jim was actually brought to tears when he viewed the historical marker of his dad inside the stadium. And he was emotional when he saw a large mural image of his father and three other Vols infielders from the 1935 season in a photo that is in one of the suites that Doug Scopel and the Sounds provided for the family during the game. 
It was a touching moment for Rada's family, as it was for me. I know they enjoyed their visit, made more memorable by the efforts of Ken and Doug Scopel and the entire Nashville Sounds support team. But it was a special moment for everyone, too, when Jim threw out the first pitch before the Sounds-Iowa Cubs game. Do you think Bill Rada, his dad, was looking down on that moment with a big smile on his face? Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> 